Welcome to another RetireCoast.com podcast. My name is Bill Anderson. I'm going to go through a few notes with you on this topic today, which is should I refinance my HELOC second mortgage now? I'm not much of a fan on HELOCs and second mortgages for the average person who has a house that they own and they live in. I think they're great for investment properties, which I'll get into later. But the most important thing about these loans, I think, is that most people don't completely understand how they work. And in this low interest rate environment that we've had with low inflation over the last several years, most of the HELOCs and second mortgages went by the wayside because the rates were so low anyway. And that was the primary reason that these came into existence many, many years ago, was that there was usually a pretty good size spread between the cost of obtaining a first mortgage loan and its interest rate versus the cost of obtaining a HELOC or second mortgage and their variable interest rates. And if you had one of those that you've acquired, say, four years ago, your variable interest rate has been nil. It probably hasn't moved for some time. As a matter of fact, I did actually have one on an investment property, and that rate remained the same at the bottom of my uh, requirement. There's a higher limit and a lower limit. I'll get into that. Uh, the entire time that I owned it because inflation was just so low. Interest rates had dropped. So let's get into a little bit talk about whether you need a HELOC if you don't have one now and you're thinking about maybe doing something around your house such as improving the landscaping or adding another room what would be the best kind of mortgage for you would it be a HELOC or a second mortgage and then as I'm going through this if you already have a HELOC or a second mortgage I'll be in there talking about that as well so hey why not let's just hit this right up front if you have a HELOC now or a second mortgage loan that is based on variable interest. Now I'm not talking about those few out there that are on a fixed interest base. I'm talking about the variable interest loans. Uh, but even if you have a fixed interest rate on a HELOC or a second mortgage, which is fairly rare, you still may consider what I'm saying. The interest rates today as I'm reading this are somewhere around the three three and a half percent range for people that have good credit for a first mortgage loan on a house so you may own your house outright but you decided you needed some cash for whatever that reason is and you were going to go after a HELOC I would suggest that if you are obtaining trying to obtain a HELOC you need to take a look at it pretty carefully and we'll get into the details there but if you already have one you might want to consider refinancing into a permanent 30-year mortgage in the sense that we're going to have a low interest rate based on our interest rates today which are historically low and you're going to have that same rate for the next 30 years or however however long you own the property the difficulty with a HELOC or any variable interest rate today versus a fixed rate is that rate that's fixed isn't going to change as I mentioned 
However, with high inflation right now, we know that the Fed has decided, Federal Reserve, has decided it's going to raise interest rates this year. And the theory is that they're going to start doing it, and they're going to do it every quarter at some point. It might be a quarter percent, might be a half percent, but they're going to keep moving it up. And the reason that they move interest rates up is to reduce the demand for cash. Unfortunately, we all go to the same market when we need to borrow money, and that's essentially the government. So when the government goes to its own market and takes most of the available cash, what's left over costs us more. So what the Federal Reserve does is they use that as a mechanism to slow the economy down when it's so hot that it causes high inflation. And that's where we're in now. So what happens when the Federal Reserve changes its rate, everything that's on a variable basis, which are credit cards and HELOCs and second mortgages that are variable, will continue to go up. Now, the typical way that HELOCs and second mortgages are created is that, or particularly the HELOC, you have a draw period of about 10 years. You can repay that usually over about 20 years. So you get an amortization period of 20 years, which means that you take the amount that you're going to borrow and multiply it times the interest rate, and you, you divide that by the 20 years as opposed to the 10 years. In other words, you can take money out of it as often as you want. You can pay it back down again. It's uh, almost like a savings account, in and out, in and out. You can do that for 10 years. At the end of 10 years, you can't take any money out of it. So a lot of people just take out all the rest of the money that they're entitled to get with this, and then they can't take any more out of that. After that, you're gonna be paying it back. So the interest rate spread between a HELOC and a 30-year fixed mortgage has been fairly small. Instead of, for example, that 3.5% for a fixed mortgage today, you probably can get into a HELOC with good credit for maybe as low as 1.5% or 2%. Now, this does impact the monthly payment. It'll be lower than it would be with a 30-year mortgage. However, as the federal government, or actually the, the Federal Reserve, raises interest rates over time, you're going to be subject to paying higher and higher amounts of money back. And remember, that's the interest rate itself. So it's going to cost you more for that loan over time. You could find yourself, as many people did a couple decades ago, with variable interest rate mortgages over a period of time that have gone up to their maximum. Now what I mean by that is this. When you sign up for a HELOC, there will be a floor at which the rates will not go below. That means that if we end up with a period of time when rates are declining, they will stop at a certain point. So if you've obtained, let's say, a variable at 2%, then it may go down to 1.75%. And even if interest rates went down to zero, your rate will not drop below that. Now, no one can forecast the future, actually much more than maybe a, a year or two years out there, but it doesn't appear that we're going to be in one of those low rate 
cycles like we just came out of anytime soon. This is why I suggest that you give the decision to take a HELOC, a new HELOC, or to refinance your house and pay off the existing HELOC pretty seriously now. There's a window before both rates go up and this might be the time for you to give some consideration. If you have a HELOC and you know that rate's going to be going up and it's not much different than the fixed mortgage rate, this may be a time to pay a, maybe a little bit more a month on your on your mortgage payment but you're you've locked in so in the next few years your rate won't be going up whereas the HELOC absolutely will go up if it's on a variable rate so that's an important thing to consider now if you are starting out and as I mentioned when I began and you want to get access to cash you can get access to more cash actually if you get a first mortgage because they'll loan more to you than a second mortgage will second mortgages may only loan you 75 percent something maybe even less than that of the appraised value on your house now to be fair you will pay more in closing costs on a first mortgage basis than you will with costs of a HELOC or a second mortgage uh, those rates usually are lower than a uh, fixed rate mortgage. The other thing you should consider is that there was a change in 2018 to the tax code which makes it impossible for the vast majority of people who have HELOCs now or who get them to deduct them on your taxes. There are very specific things that you need to do in order to prove that yours is deductible. And the vast majority of people who take money out of their homes are doing it for purposes other than those few things that are actually tax deductible. Now that switches completely around when you talk about a fixed rate mortgage, which absolutely is deductible. So if you need the deduction and you can't get one with a HELOC, maybe that's kind of an offset by getting that fixed rate mortgage and paying that higher fee to get it. And you look at it because you can deduct that from now on. So let's talk a little bit about the, how the HELOC works in some more detail. I already mentioned the 10 year period of draw that where you can draw. Now the rates, are based on two factors. One is you're given a rate and a margin and those two together will determine what your interest rate is going to be. So you'll have a base rate of let's say 2% plus the margin. The margin might be 1.5%, 2%. So they put those two together and that tells you what your rate is. So one of those won't move. The other one will move with the Fed. So if the Fed rate goes up by a quarter percent, then yours may go up the corresponding amount. Now, not all rates are based on the Fed. Some are based on the London Interbank or LIBOR, for example. There are some different rates that these companies use so that you can look back and look at the historic um, ability of those rates to change. And if you go back and look at rates over the last few years, you'll find out they've been pretty steady at the rock bottom uh, number and then if you look back even further you'll go back into history as I mentioned before when we had higher inflation 
and those rates went up. Now, the, the, the positive side for you, though, is that there will be a cap. I already talked about the floor, and let's talk about the cap. The cap might be a 10-point spread, okay? That means that your rate will never go beyond 10% more than the starting rate. So if you started at 2%, then it's, it's going to go up uh, no more than uh, up to 10%, for example. So you have that. But that gap there between 2 and 10% can be pretty huge for some people who may not be able to make those payments. That's one of the reasons I'm mentioning that you give serious consideration to refinancing your house and paying off that HELOC or not getting one to begin with right now and getting a first more new first mortgage, just refinancing your home. That way you can pull out the cash you want. It's a low interest rate and the amortization period is 30 years, which helps you keep your payment low. So back to the upper end, so that might be, say, 10%. There are also another uh, facet of HELOCs. The rate cannot go from 2% to 10% in a single year. You're going to have a schedule that says that the most a rate can go up is X percent in X period of time. That period of time could be as little as six weeks, it could be six months, it could be once a year. But your rate can only go up so much. It might say that it can go up, say, 2% per year. So even if they're entitled to get more than that, that's the maximum that it can go up. So these are protection mechanisms for you. And if you lay all of that out and it makes sense for you to get a HELOC as opposed to a first mortgage for some reason, understand where the payment could be in the out years based on the fact that we will be seeing interest rates go up for sure with inflation at over 7% of the time that I'm talking about this. So most of these uh, HELOC loans and some second mortgages um, don't have a prepayment penalty. So you should be able to refinance your home and cash those out. Some will have a requirement that you make X payments and that is for them, it covers their costs going in, particularly if they gave you a pretty low rate going in, they expect to get it over time. So they might say if you finance this in less than six months, you have to pay this fee. But in theory, there's no prepayment penalty on most of these loans. You should be able to get out of them. Now, there's another thing about the HELOCs and you and second mortgages, mostly the HELOCs though. It's a line of credit and that concept follows through on the business side too where you sign up for a line of credit whether you take money out or not they have to maintain that record and they have to make that money available to you if you need it so they have to reserve the cash the justification for charging you an annual fee which could be twenty five dollars fifty hundred dollars just depends on how much you want is for them essentially to reserve that money and do all of the bookkeeping for you so that you have that money available to you if you need it. Um, also, it, they may check once a year, though they may check your credit, probably will, and they could just pull the plug on you in, say, year two if something happens, you lose your job, and they find that, that you're not paying your bills, etc. They will cut you off. 
Now, that happened to a lot of people during the uh, financial meltdown. Also, something to keep in mind, I don't think this is going to happen in the near future from the date that I'm talking about this, but if your property value drops during the time that you are able to draw, let's say you have a $50,000 HELOC, you can draw up to $50,000 and you can do it in a 10-year period. That is only based on the fact that your equity remains what it was or is better than it was at the time that you got the loan. If your equity drops, they can shut you off at any point. They can say, you're not going to be able to draw anymore. And what happens is they don't send you a letter and say, effective in two weeks, it's shut off now. So you might have been thinking you were going to take some money out to pay for a vacation or something, and all of a sudden it's gone. So if you have a HELOC or decide you want to get a HELOC, you have to pay attention to what's going on with property values out there. If you think property values in your marketplace may start to go down and you need that money, draw it out immediately. Do not wait because they will shut that off on you and now you're responsible for paying it back. You, some people, they pull it out and they save some of it in the savings account in order to make the payments for it, to supplement those payments. If you weren't able to do that, then you know, you're going to have to refinance your house. Of course, at that point in time, these interest rates in the 3% range may be in the 5% range or more. So I hope I have not confused everyone here about the idea that a HELOC is good for some people. However, it has some downsides now compared to getting your house refinanced. There is another thing to think about too where it might be advantageous to get a HELOC. If you refinanced your house and it's in the two and a half percent range you might consider getting a HELOC rather than refinancing your house. If, if refinancing your house is going to add another point or point and a half or two points to your interest rate. Again, it's all about dollars and cents. So sit down with a spreadsheet and work out the math and determine if it makes sense to get a HELOC versus a first mortgage if your first mortgage is so much lower than the current rate okay and that and that's why I suggest that over the last five years six years or so HELOCs weren't very popular because there wasn't much of a spread between the interest rate that they would charge you for a HELOC and a house I mean think about this if your house interest rate is 2.5 percent or 2.75 percent you know, the HELOC might have been down at maybe 1%. That's not a huge margin difference there, particularly since they're going to amortize that loan over 20 years where your fixed rate loan is amortized over 30 years, which pretty much eats up the, the difference in the monthly payment there. So it didn't seem for a lot of people like a good reason to go out and get a HELOC. So, so having said all of that regarding your personal residence, let me just mention that if you are considering buying a property for rental, 
for example, you want to buy another house or a condo and you want to rent it, and you're considering taking a HELOC from your own home, pulling that cash over and using it as a down payment on another house, that's a different type of analysis because in that case that HELOC will be tax deductible since it was an, a cost of investing in that property and it will be tax deductible. Now you need to talk to your CPA about it. I am not giving you financial advice here uh, for you to say I am the end all and the be all here. Obviously you should be talking to your CPA or your lawyer not your tax preparer now. I'm talking about a CPA, someone who understands the IRS rules, and your lawyer here. But it may be a good thing for you to do if you have a real low interest on your house and it doesn't make sense to refinance your house. However, if you want to invest in rental property and you want to take that money out of your house, and the mortgage on your house is pretty similar to the rates today, it may make sense to get a first mortgage on your house and pull that cash out, what they call a cash out refi, and then take that cash and put it over into your investment. So that investment property, of course, is going to be uh, eligible for all kinds of tax write-offs, such as the uh, taxes you're going to pay on the property and the interest rate you're going to pay on the mortgage to borrow the money and all the other operating costs over there, too. So a lot of people will do this with a HELOC or a second mortgage on their house to be able to buy investment property. And in that case, those costs are all being paid by the people that are renting the property. So it may make better financial sense. But for the vast majority of you who are listening to this broadcast about HELOCs and second mortgages, I hope I gave you some direction. Essentially, take a spreadsheet and evaluate the costs, all the costs, not just the interest, but the cost of getting the loan to begin with, uh, and take a look. Use those amortization tables that you can find all over the place. If you go to our website, to retirecoast.com, we have some tables in there that you can use, and you can run different what-if scenarios and find out which is the best decision for you. I would suggest, however, that the word now we have in our title mean actually now. Interest rates are going up. You don't really want to wait for this. Because even if you get a variable interest rate loan, you have at least some period of time locked in before that rate can go back up again. If you get that loan in six months and the rates already jumped a little bit, you're going to pay more than you'd pay if you did it now. So it doesn't take long to get one of these loans. You know, find a company that you're working with. Maybe it's your own bank or your credit union. That's Those are good places to go for these kinds of loans. And, and get that done now. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. Please visit our website to take a look at some of our blog articles. We have over 100 articles on all kinds of things, finance, on retiring, on lifestyle, on maybe moving to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I had to throw that in. So we've got a lot of things for you to take a look at on our site. Please read our blog articles as well. And I hope that you join us again for our next broadcast. Thank you.